Welcome to the Detox Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and accepting the challenge to learn, grow, and detox from anything that doesn't positively affect your life. This podcast will help you tap into your ability to be vulnerable and start the process to a better, more productive lifestyle. And now, here's your host, Joshua Hobbs. What's up, everybody? I'm your boy, Joshua Hobbs. I'm back in the building. This is episode number nine, and it's titled, Through the Pain Came the Joy. And you're probably wondering, that's a unique title. Well, guess what? It's also the title of my self-published book. But before we jump into that, let's go ahead and jump into who I am. I am a God-fearing, God-loving man. I love my beautiful, beautiful son, so that makes me a father. Um, I'm a senior global manager in my corporate American job, and I worked myself up all the way from the lowest position to a pretty senior position within my company, and I'm so grateful for that, and it wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the grace of God, so I'm grateful for that. Now, I've fought through so much adversity in my life. It got me to where I am today. I dealt with losing my mother at 15 years old. I've dealt with some extreme anger problems from losing my mother and not being able to truly express myself or have people understand who I truly am. And then as well as school systems and people telling me, hey, he has ADHD impulsive disorder. So that's who I am. That's why I am capable of talking about these different things that might have been plaguing my life that I've been able to to get through. Now, you might look at me and you say, why did you write a book? Well, I asked myself the same question before I actually wrote the book. You know, I was at work. I was walking on the treadmill, just warming up before I lifted some weights. And just thinking and, you know, just in my head, thinking about my day, thinking about my life, thinking about where I came to and came from. And God was like, you need to write your story. You need to write a book. And I straight up said, no, this is not something I want to do, God. I'm listening to all of these other things, but this is not truly something that I want to do. It's so raw and it's so vulnerable. God, like I can't put this out there. And he says, you need to write this book. So I remember driving home. And at that time, I lived about 45 minutes with traffic away from my home. And I'm thinking about this this entire time. And I get home and, you know, do my daily duties with my son and um, put him down to go to bed. And God's still like, you need to write this book. And I'm like, okay, let me grab my laptop out. And let me just see what even comes to me. And I'm telling you, I wrote for four hours. Outlines. I started writing all this stuff. And what I didn't know was that this same book, Through the Pain Came the Joy, was going to continue to give back. Not just to other people, but it was going to continue to give back to myself. When I was at my lowest point that I've ever been in my life last year, I reread my book and it showed me how far I've came, how far God has just held me up. And he's continued to press on and continued to push me forward because he says, son, I have a purpose for you. 
And you might not understand that purpose, but I have a vision for you. I have a goals for your life. And I need for you to do this in order for you to wake up and start reaching out and achieving some of these goals. So I'm sitting here and, I'm, and, and I start writing. And actually, I really, really fell in love with the process. And let me just, you know, this, this book, if, if you're watching on video, this is the book right here. Through the pain came the joy. Renew the joy you deserve. Right? And I just want to read my dedication page and my I am statements that I started this book off with. And then we're going to jump into some more of why I wrote the book, some of the process on writing my book, and the healing that came from writing this book. So my dedication, I dedicated this to my son, and I dedicated it to family and friends. To my son, Jeremiah, I will continue to strive to be the best loving example to you as a father. Jeremiah, I will forever love you, protect you, pray for you. I pray that you always have a heart for God. To my friends and family members, I love you. I hope to be an example of leading with love, being open, honest, and vulnerable. I've learned a great deal from each and every one of you, and I'm internally grateful for that. Now, that just shows you that I value being a father. I value my son and God giving me the opportunity to have my son. And I also value my friends and my family. Now, there are some statements because of the insecurities that I was dealing with prior to writing this book. There were some I am statements that I felt like God was showing me that I needed to share. So I said this. I am God loving. I am strong. I am vulnerable. I am caring. I am compassionate. I am forgiving. I am slow to anger. And I am love. Now, I smiled when I said I am slow to anger because this is really what I wanted to focus on is anger. And as we continue with this podcast and as I continue to push out information, and share my life with you, I want to help men that are struggling with their anger. Because I feel like the anger is holding them back from their purpose, from the passions and the relationships that they could have with their own children, with their family members at work. Anger can be so destructive if we don't get a hold of it. So let me just jump into this a little bit. First chapter was labeled lost. And I said lost because everything that I was going on, everything that was going on in my life, I felt incomplete. I had graduated college. I had my highest paying job, but I still felt incomplete. I still felt lost from the world and lost from God and lost from the connection that I needed to foster with God, even though I had a relationship. And that's what I feel like God was really, really pushing me to give more to Christ, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to listen to his voice when he wanted to talk to me. 
So I was lost. And on the outside, it seemed like I had it all together and, and you know, I'm in good shape and, and I'm working and work is going well and parenting and doing all these things. But I felt lost. I didn't truly feel like I knew myself. I didn't truly feel like God cared about me in, 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 a, in, a, in a bigger way because I wasn't as connected as I am now. I didn't know that God's love comes in all of these different formats and pathways because I was lost. What I had to understand about this book was God was teaching me in every single chapter something that was wrong in my life. As I move on to the next chapter, it's battles with God. Because I had anger towards God. Even though I was serving God, even though I was going to church, even though I'm praying several times a day, I had anger towards God because I didn't understand why God took my mother. I was 15 years old. Why did you take my mother away from me? Right at that, that precious moment, I didn't understand it. I was hurt. I was crushed. Why did you take my mother from me? Why did I experience some of the racism that I experienced in this small town that I lived in? At 15 years old, literally less than a year after losing my mom. Why did I have to go through that, God? You're supposed to protect me. You're supposed to love me. You're supposed to care for me. And I have to go through these things that, 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 that leave me broken, that leave me insecure, that leave me hurt. Why, God? And God says, we got some battles, brother. We got some battles. So as I moved from the battles, what I learned is I had to chase God. I had to chase him in every format, in every corner, in every crevice of my life. I had to chase God and replace whatever was going on in my life. I had to chase him. I had to chase him down. I had to love him. I had to trust him. I had to put every part of my being in him if I wanted to be complete. And that was something that truly, truly touched my soul. It touched my relationships. It touched my life. It touched every aspect of everything that I've ever been in in life is me chasing God and seeking God and reading his word and understanding what he wants to say to me and understanding the purpose that he has for me. Chasing God. And then with chasing, I had to learn how to hear God's voice. God can seem extremely silent at times. And sometimes when he's silent, he's working. And sometimes when he's loud, we aren't grateful enough to hear everything and hear different things in music and hear opportunities and hear people say that you're an inspiration to him. God works in so many different ways. He speaks to us in so many different ways. And a lot of times people think it's this boisterous, thundering voice. It's so funny because God is so powerful, but sometimes he speaks so gentle. He speaks so quietly over our lives, over our mindsets. And it's like, 
Oh, I know what you mean. I felt that. I understand. You were trying to protect me. I understand that you love me more than I can ever imagine. I love my son, but imagine me loving my son. God loves me a billion times more than I love my son, and I can't fathom that sometimes. So who am I to question? Who am I to say, God, you're too quiet? Who am I? Joshua, sit down, shut your behind up, shut your mouth, and listen to God's voice. That's a humbling, a very humbling experience. When God says, you worry about you more than anyone else worries about you. I can't worry about the next person. I can't worry about what somebody else has or their relationship with Christ. God's like, you have to worry about you, Joshua. Jeshua. That's what, that's what my grandfather used to call me, Jeshua. And when I realized I had to worry about me, that I had to love me, and I had to quiet the voices, and I had to quiet all of the noise and all of the distractions, then I started honing in and hearing God's voice. And that was truly beautiful. One of my favorite parts of this book is the next chapter, releasing anger. When my mother passed away, I became angry. I touched on it earlier. I didn't want anyone to get close to me like my mother was so that they could hurt me if something ever happened to them like it hurt when my mother passed away. And I will tell you, from age 15 to 25, for 10 years, I was angry. I was pissed off. And I fell in love with the anger because it was comfortable. It comforted me. Not dealing with grieving my mother comforted me. Not dealing with people that said things against me or being in these situations. Like I said, I lived in this very, very small town, 10,000 people, and I was the only black kid in that, in, in that town. My sister was there, I was there, but I was the only black boy or young man in that town. And it was extremely difficult for me to lose my mother and then move to this town. It was extremely difficult. And the things that I dealt with and the racism that I dealt with made me more angry. And I blamed God. And I fell in love with it. And I would hold grudges. And when people would get mad at me, I didn't care. I didn't care what I said. I didn't care what I did. I was very, very disrespectful. I didn't care because I was keeping everyone at bay. And that anger built up and it built up and it built up. There were days that I would be so angry, I would have to go to the gym for two and a half, three hours and lift just to be so exhausted that I didn't feel that anger in my heart anymore. And I would wake up. There were days I would wake up angry, not even happy, not even grateful, but I would wake up angry. And it, and it, and it messed things up in my personal life. It almost made me lose my career the one time that I did snap at work. And, and, you know, there were things in my life that I couldn't control. I controlled it a little bit better at work. But in my personal life, anger was so difficult. Co-parenting 
was so difficult because I wanted to control. And when things didn't happen the way I needed them to happen, I would become angry and I would yell and I would scream and I would cuss, you know, uh, people out. And that's no way to deal with it. But I was hurt. I was so hurt and I was so angry. And I'm letting you guys know this because I want to help people. I have a solution. I am going to help people release their anger. Young men, men my age, older men, if you're struggling with anger, I am here to help you. And as we continue with this podcast, and as we continue, I'm building a brand. I am going to have courses, and I'm going to have live groups that we can come in there, and it's going to be a safe space for men of all ages to come in and release their anger. And let's talk through this and let's be vulnerable. Because if I was that angry and I'm this happy and grateful now, anybody can do. Most people say to me, I can't ever see you angry. But the people that knew me back then, they're like, dude, you've come so far. But the fact that people say, I can't see you angry. It's such a compliment to me because I'm grateful for coming this far and I can only contribute that to God. Another part of this book is getting to know myself. I had to get to know myself after I battled God and, and, and chased God and heard his voice and dealt with the anger and, and dealt with the grief. I had to understand like, who is Joshua Hobbs anymore? Who are you? What, what, what are you going to bring to this world? What do you enjoy doing anymore? What is that? What, what are your triggers? What does make you angry? What makes you happy? What are you satisfied with? What are your goals? What are your passions? I had to fall in love with me again. And that was fun to do, but also humbling to do because I had built my life based on anger that I truly lost who I was as a child. And I was this fun, loving, joking, fun person. I had to fall in love with myself again. And after I got to know myself, what I started doing is building my self-worth. And as I built my self-worth, I started seeing the insecurities pop off. I did not like the texture of my hair. I didn't like how big my lips were. I didn't like how big my nose was. I didn't like how big my ears were. I didn't like a lot of aspects of who I was. I didn't like it. And even though on the outside, people might have saw like, oh, he's a good looking guy or, oh, he has so much confidence. I was a scared little boy. I was this angry boy trying to break free and didn't know how because I didn't know if I could be vulnerable or not. That's a scary feeling. That's a scary place to be. But I started building self-worth. I love myself. I love how God created me. I love my nose. I love the texture of my hair. I love my lips. I love who God made me to be. I'm emotional. I'm sensitive. And I love that because that is exactly how God designed me to be. And I'm grateful for that. But I had to deal with all of these insecurities in order to fully fall in love with myself. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to build self-worth. 
Now, we go into found. So if you look at the first chapter, the first chapter was lost. Last chapter was found. I once was lost, but now I'm found. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to be found and be who you are designed to be and to heal from the anger, release the anger, learn how to manage that. It was a great feeling to get over the death of my mother and being able to grieve through that. That was an amazing feeling. It's a great feeling to become an even better father, to be more vulnerable, to tap into the sensitivity that God created me to be, to tap into the influence that God created me to have. It's such a great feeling to truly come into who God created you to be, to know your full purpose, to know that God loves you so much and you went through so much that through all of the pain came the joy. Renewing the joy you deserve. That's a great feeling. You know, all of us have difficulties in life. We have challenges that we we might endure. Insecurities, anger, grief, abuse. Whatever your challenge is, know that when you put God first and you actively seek him, And you actively chase God. And then you tune into listening to his voice. He can heal you. He can heal you from whatever you're going through. If he healed me, if he brought me through, he will definitely heal you. And I know that sounds cliche because people say that all the time. But I'm dead serious because I'm out here and I'm here right now. And I'm pouring my heart out. To you guys, because I'm so excited for my future, because I'm so excited that God has elevated me and placed me in a position to where I can be the best version of myself, and that He gives me a conscience that tells me when I'm not doing the right thing, when I'm not speaking right, when I am uh, outside of the lines that He has created for my life. I'm grateful for that. My passion in life is to help people, to motivate people. And because of my experiences and because of my growth, I believe God will use me and will continue to use me to help other people, to help men come to who they truly are, to be able to be vulnerable and renew and build back some of the relationships that they've lost. Some of the relationships that just being vulnerable can open up those doors of love again, can open up those doors of restored faith again. I'm grateful for for this opportunity and this platform. Like I said before, the Detox Podcast was something that God placed on my heart. I wanted to be able to come out here and be the best version of myself. I wanted to be able to share who I truly am. And we can go through all of the episodes that I've done. And even though I enjoyed making them, I don't feel like I was being 1000% authentic with my growth, authentic with the purpose that God placed on my heart. And the revelation is 
Joshua, you have been given a gift. You have went through this for a reason. Now you need to share that. So we are going to be a drastically different podcast as we continue. We're going to really, really deal into anger. We're going to really dive deep into dealing with this and healing it. I want to help you release your anger. Young men, I challenge you, release your anger. Men of my age, I challenge you, release your anger. Older men that are stuck in your ways because of the way life and the cards that life has dealt with. It's never too late. It is never too late to change and become a better version of yourself. Insecurities, a lot of times, help build that anger. When people tell you you're not enough, it helps build that anger. When people try to show you and try to discredit your name, discredit what you've done, the hard work you've put in, that builds that anger. And we need to be able to release that anger. Anger is not a bad thing. But like I said in my I am statement, I am slow to anger. Feeling angry is not bad. What we do, what we say, how we carry out our next steps once we have that emotion is what can truly get us in trouble. I'm here to help you. I want you to know that you are not standing alone through this. I'm going to stand with you. And we're going to get through this together. If you want to go ahead and purchase my book, it's on Amazon and it's called Through the Pain Came the Joy. And it's Joshua Initial A Hobbs, H-O-B-B-S. Purchase that book. It's a very short read, but it is a raw, intimate experience between me and God, me and growth. And I guarantee that once you read this book, you're going to start feeling a different way. You're going to start realizing that the intimacy that you can have with God to get through your challenges is right there for you. Like I said before, through the pain came the joy. I've enjoyed this. Thank you for joining me. I cannot wait until the next episode. This is Joshua Hobbs signing out.